Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law, law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Jeremiah chapter 13, verses 20 through 27. Lift up your eyes and see, those who come from the north. There, Where is the flock that was given you, your beautiful flock? What will you say when you when they set as head over you those whom you have trained to be your allies. Well, will not pangs take hold of you and those of a woman in labor? And if you say in your heart, why have these things come upon me? For it is like the greatness of your iniquity that your skirts are lifted up and you are violated. Can Ethiopians change their skin or leopards change their spots? Then also you can do good when you are, then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the wind of the desert. This is your lot, the portion I have measured out for you, says the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in lies. I myself will lift up your skirts over your face, and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries and neighings, your shameless prostitutions on the hills of the countryside. Woe to you, O Jerusalem! How long will it be before you are made clean? 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 17 verse 17 through chapter 2 verse 1 If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds live in reverent fear during the time of your exile you know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors not with perishable things like silver or gold but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without defect or blemish he was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Friday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 1, Jeremiah 13, and 1 Peter 1. However, um, February 11th 
is the feast day of a little-known soldier saint and also Congressional Medal of Honor recipient Corporal Thomas Bennett of West Virginia, um, Fairmont, West Virginia, in fact. Uh, Tom was born uh, in uh, 1947 and was raised Southern Baptist, and he went to West Virginia University and uh, began the, that school's first ecumenical council. So he was um, uh, he wasn't he wasn't uh, you know kind of protective about his faith or, or um, you know closed in. He uh, encouraged the faith of others at uh, on campus, um, and he wasn't uh, a scholar or an academic. He was. He, his his grades began to slip, and this was in 1967. And he was concerned that he might lose his academic deferment, and so he was just trying to prepare himself for, you know, if I'm subject to the draft, what do I do? So instead of being drafted, he volunteered and he uh, became a medic, and as was uh, accepted at the time. Uh, medics were not required to use firearms. Um, I can't find much about his initial training. Uh, Desmond Doss is another uh, example of someone who went to the medical field to avoid killing people. Um, but there's also World War II. This is Vietnam. And there were others. Um, besides Tom Bennett, there was Joseph G. LaPointe, um, who I, I don't know if he was religious, but he had objections to Vietnam, and he went and served um, in Vietnam as a medic without a weapon and eventually earned a Medal of Honor just like Tom Bennett. Uh, Tom Bennett, um, as I said, he enlisted voluntarily um, in order to avoid you know, being told what his job and, and branch would be. And so he went in as a medic, and um, uh, he got there through Schofield Barracks, Hawaii, and he uh, was assigned to the same infantry company that I actually was assigned to in Iraq, which is Bravo Company 1st of the 14th Infantry. Um, and uh, the Tropic, Tropic Lightning, uh, the 25th Infantry Division that he was uh, assigned to, um, was in the mountains, the, the tropical forest mountains, uh, I believe in northern Vietnam. And then on February 11th, I'm sorry, 9th through 11th, there was a an engagement that lasted several days um, in which the company was outnumbered. I don't know if they were surrounded, but they didn't retreat. Um, they were surrounded for several days and had to build like hasty firing positions, and etc. Um, and Several people were wounded, a couple of people were killed, and those who were wounded, uh, Tom had treated himself. And on the 11th, um, there were, there was kind of a, uh, a bunch of uh, casualties in a row. And so he um, threw himself into enemy fire to retrieve some of the casualties, and he himself was killed. Um, and in his uh, Medal of Honor uh, citation, 
as is common, there's always this line with complete disregard for his safety. Um, he ran through f uh, fire to his to fallen comrades to uh, attempt to save him, and uh, he was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor in, in April, uh, a couple of years, or just one year later, a year and a month or something, by Richard Nixon, actually. Um, and Bennett is an example of someone, uh, you know, clearly not everybody that went to Vietnam unarmed won the Medal of Honor. Um, I mentioned Joseph LaPointe, um, but this was not uncommon. Uh, medics, if you were morally or religiously opposed, you could train as a medic and do your service and, uh, and, and not violate your conscience. Uh, as far as I can tell, and I knew of this story when I was applying to be a conscientious objector of Tom Bennett, I didn't realize it was the exact same unit, but I knew of his story and LaPointe's as I applied to be a non-combatant. And so I knew that this was historically like, this is a precedent, like this is not, we've done this before, we can serve non-violently. Um, unfortunately, uh, my command either didn't know of it or, or didn't care, or didn't believe that I actually wanted to return to combat unarmed. Um, or at least serve my country or, and the rest of my enlistment. Um, and by the time I had done that in 2006, uh, the regulations were such that even medics could be required by their commander to carry a weapon. Um, the, the decision of whether to carry, not, carry a weapon or not and the authority to grant exemptions to that was much lower, you know, just the command level as opposed to, um, you know, departmental policy, army army policy. Um, and so unfortunately things change and we forget our history and we think that, you know, our our own context is the only thing that's important or, I don't know, maybe we're just lazy and we don't even think about it. Um, but Bennett and LaPointe and Doss are, you know, kind of this, to me, this, secular manifestation of something, of the same problem that's going on in the church, um, where we forget that we've always had soldiers. Um, it hasn't, you know, yes, there's things you don't do and things you have to repent of, um, but it's never been, you know, we've, we've always been there. Um, it's only during and since the Vietnam War where we have a volunteer draft um, and we dangle economic incentives in front of recruits and it's become a military of the poor under the guise of professionalism. Um, but, you know, everybody doesn't have to serve anymore. Um, and that's historically, that's the anomaly. When we have two wars that go on several decades and there's no draft, that if you want to, you can just sit it out. And the people who have less agency in those situations or who need the economic incentives that the military offers, they'll take it. Um, and so armies used to be little more than the able-bodied fighting age men, essentially every citizen uh, who was eligible to fight, they were soldiers and they could be called on. And now, since 1974, the end of the draft, all of a sudden this, the military is not just a standing military, um, it's a military of the economically disadvantaged primarily, just in terms of numbers. And so people like Bennett, who grew up without much means, deeply religious, um, they had this opportunity. Um, the draft had ended. Um, actually, no, the draft didn't end until 71. 
what did I say? Well, no, no. Bennett died in uh, 69. The draft ended in 71. He wanted to avoid the draft um, and have some agency over where he went and what he did. And that's what he did. He, he joined up. Um, and unfortunately, that his history and the history of our country and the, the diverse forms of service and patriotism have been kind of flattened down into, into one, and everybody's expected uh, to you know, just ignore our history or just forget about it. A prayer for those who suffer for the sake of conscience from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, our Father, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, strengthen those who suffer for the sake of conscience. When they are accused, save them from speaking and hate. When they are rejected, save them from bitterness. When they are imprisoned, save them from despair. And to us, your servants, give grace to respect their witness and to discern the truth that our society may be cleansed and strengthened. This we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our merciful and righteous judge. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.